1: Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
2: Alright, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the VikingAge.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow... The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age. And you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to Facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. On today's show, we've got Elliot Kanop. He writes for us here at the Viking Age. And he's been on the podcast before. So welcome back to the show, Elliot.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate it. Always is a good time.
2: No problem. Um, all right. So Saturday, the Vikings lost. Well, quote unquote, lost to the Colts, twelve to ten on Saturday in a in a uh, preseason matchup. They the Vikings are now zero and two in the preseason. Um, you know, the sky is falling, or or wh- whatever you want to call it. Uh, what are some of your just your takeaways from from the Vikings losing to the Colts on Saturday?
1: Well, one. Takeaway that I have is the uh it's a it's a, it's the off the field reactions. I'm seeing a lot of people start getting really upset and starts freaking out about everything. Mm-hmm. And these are meaningless games. These are, they're working out the kinks. They're getting all this ready so Kirk Cousins doesn't do it within the first six weeks of the regular season, as mm-hmm. opposed to mm-hmm. just the first two here. And I'm already seeing people calling for Zimmer and Spielman <laughs> to be fired. Really, so I'm I haven't like, seen that. Yeah, wow. man, Facebook's a wonderful place. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so. Okay. Yeah, still on there for work stuff. And just seeing that, I'm like, okay, I'm glad to know we're all being rational about this. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm seeing is they're meaningless games. If we start sliding in the regular season, then that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But for now, just pump the brakes. Let them work out the kinks of their offense, with their new coordinator, who, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. he's still a Kubiak, but he's new to the position. Mm-hmm. And just just let it all play out. Let it all play out, and we'll see what happens there. So that's the first thing that I'm seeing there.
2: Yeah, and the, then the, the Titan or the the Bucks lost yesterday 34 to three. So obviously their season is over. Um mm-hmm. so hopefully they'll be able to recover from that huge loss in which Tom Brady didn't even play. So
1: <laughs> And Green Bay got blown up by the Texans in week one. Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go.
2: Yep. Yeah. So it's uh Yeah, I, I see a lot of that too, where like You know, the Viking is Kirk Cousins. You know, is is he, you know, playing too slow, or is should we we be worried about Kirk Cousins? And I'm like, there's no there's no Dalvin Cook on the field. There's no Justin Jefferson on the field. They're not running their real offense. Like, let's let's pump the brakes, uh, really hard because it seems like some people are just really taking these games. Uh, I feel like maybe because we didn't have preseason games last year, people forgot. Maybe that these games really, they're not meant for like the result. They have a result. They have a final score, or whatever. But that it really doesn't mean anything as far as how the team is performing. Like if a team, even if a team gets blown out, like uh, the head coach, like Mike Zimmer, was disappointed with the team last week, but he's not gonna like he. They didn't, you know, completely revamp what they're doing or anything because of how they performed in the preseason. He's just like, you know, these guys got to get back on track and. That's why they have the preseason, though, is because, you know, some of these young guys, you know, they might think, like, oh, I, I'm in the NFL now, so, you know, everything's easy. Um, but then they realize, oh, yeah, like, I got to step my game up even more to, to hang hang up, and you know, at this level. So um, did you have any other takeaways from, from yesterday?
1: Of course, yeah. I mean, obviously, as we look at the roster, as it is right now, the twos are having a lot of trouble keep, keeping up right now. mm mm-hmm. uh, we got our two safeties there, Bynum and. Um, Miles Dorn. Miles Dorn. Byn- yeah, Bynum and Miles Dorn, who just simply do not look like they are able to keep up with opposing receivers. Right. So they've got to find a way to make them fit or see what else is available on the market. Cause, yeah, there were some, there were some rough moments for those two yesterday. Yeah, Bynum, he
2: looks, he looks like a rookie. Um, He's also he's converting from from corner to, to safety so he's still you know learning the position on the fly. I think the thing I've noticed the most about him is just him missing tackles and if you're gonna be in a, a Mike Zimmer defense you can't miss tackles like you can you know if your coverage is okay that's fine but you gotta you gotta make a tackle you can't let these guys get by you because we've seen in the past how Mike Zimmer like you know you see guys like Chris Jones or something. Who don't even try and tackle, him. Mike Zimmer is like, okay, you're you're done playing. Um, so I think that's the thing that that stood out to me the most about him. Luckily, they have Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods. Hopefully, those guys are able to stay pretty healthy. I think I feel like Harrison Smith is usually pretty good staying healthy, but at the same time, this is football, um, and you always you always have to worry about that. What is your opinion on preseason games? In, in general, do they do they show you much of anything? Does does the risk of players, you know, kind of important players getting hurt out or outweigh the maybe the reward you can get by seeing some of your getting them reps, I guess, is what people always say when they they play guys like Patrick Mahomes and, and stuff like that.
1: I mean, it's good to get them up to game speed to be ready for the regular season. You don't want to play them a whole bunch. But in the case of like Kirk Cousins, yeah, you'd like to see him play a full quarter or something like that. Just because, you know, they're going to be protecting him as much as they can. And barring something, some freak incident, he should be all right for the regular season. Uh, you do have concerns with your vets and your older players, though, where it's just like. Adam Thielen, for example, goes out on the field, looks like he had a little bit of an (laughs) issue with his knee and walks off. And then all of a sudden people are like, all right, well, let's see who our wide receiver three is going to be for the season. And then, yeah, it's all that. So basically the way I just look at it is they're working out the kinks. They're getting into this whole like, hey, we're a team. This is how we're going to operate. Let's figure this out now because we got Bengals week one. We're going to have to be ready for them. We can't sleep on any team, as they saw last year, losing right. to the Falcons after firing their head coach. So. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, um, I think it's just going to get to a point in the preseason where most teams just don't play their starters at all. Like Maybe maybe they'll play some of the younger ones who are rookies or in their second year, especially quarterbacks. But I think it's just going to get to a point where most of the teams' starters aren't going to play, and most, preseason is mostly just going to be for – the, the second string guys and then the other backups trying to compete for roles because you know, you look at a team like the Rams, they're not playing Matthew Stafford. Um, I know Tom Brady uh did not play on what Saturday when the Bucks played. Um, and there's a couple other guys that just that aren't playing, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense because why would you no matter? I feel I just look at it, and I'm like, Kirk Cousins went out yesterday and he threw like seven passes, he got sacked what you know what happens on that if he gets hurt on that sack the vikings are screwed and, mm-hmm. and it's like okay you got you got this guy some some reps that's great but now your season's over um and you haven't even played a game yet so that's why i just look at it like i go back and forth cuz i know preseason's important for young guys so i just look at it like dalvin cook should never play justin jefferson even if he was healthy he definitely shouldn't be out there I was even surprised Adam Thielen was out there, and now we know he's, he's definitely not playing next week. Um, <laughs> and I think he's fine. I think he just had like a thigh bruise, and they just took him out just for precautionary reasons. They are just like, yeah, not worth it. Um, but yeah, I just go back and forth, and uh, I don't know. Preseason is good for young players, other players. I don't, I don't see the, the purpose. But speaking of Kirk Cousins, he did play on Saturday, like we mentioned, for a few drives. Did okay. Not really. Th- he thinks he threw lights out or whatever, but that's Kirk Cousins. Um, but Jake Browning and Kellen Mond both struggled pretty pretty what, pretty mightily, I guess, against the Colts on Saturday. What do you think the chances are of either Browning or Mond actually opening up the season as the Vikings backup quarterback?
1: You know, if I had to put my money on one, I would have to say Kellen Mond just cuz his ability to make to extend the play and also make plays with his feet that goes over Browning's ability to find a way to make the play fall apart. Unfortunately, it's just what we saw in the field from Browning yesterday was not NFL quarterbacking it at all. So my mind, I, I would have to say Mond can open it up as the number two, but he's still got a lot of things to work on as well. But, they knew that when they were drafting him, they knew this was going to be a process to try to get him NFL ready and work through some of the kinks in this game and prepare him for the game speed. So it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, before Kellen Mond eventually does take that quarterback too. But will he be ready to start games in the NFL? That's I still think there's quite some time before that.
2: Yeah, and after the game, someone asked uh, Mike Zimmer, you know, they usually have a, a veteran quarterback who's the the backup and you know are are you looking to are you looking like maybe monitoring the rest of the league to see if there's going to become one available and Mike Zimmer kind of said yeah we are but you know we're we're thinking about the the cost of one too as well which I think is kind of weird because the Vikings have like 13 or 14 million in cap space so I didn't I don't think they're going to try and bring in a quarterback who's going to cost 10 million dollars um but do you think they should? Do you think they should go after a veteran or just take their chances since Kirk Cousins isn't really someone who, who misses time, but he's not vaccinated. So it doesn't really matter if he gets hurt or not, if he's close contact or whatever, he's, he's out.
1: Got to protect him on the field and off the field with this one, unfortunately. And, you know, I would wait until roster cuts start happening before looking at the market as it is right now, because it is very thin. It's still a lot of people on the rosters, but you know, seeing what kind of surprise roster cuts come up here. Absolutely. Why not take a look and see what's out there and maybe have a presence in the locker room to maybe push Kirk cousins a little bit or help him out. Cause you know, he thinks he's got everything it takes to win. We would like to all see that for yeah. sure. And if anything goes wrong with him, not being vaccinated or, otherwise then you know it wouldn't be nice to have someone that you know we don't have so many concerns trotting out on Sundays
2: yeah um and right now the quarterbacks who are available is not really that great of a list it's uh you know you got Blake Bortles uh Josh Rosen um Case Cookus who actually spent just recently spent some time with the Vikings and that's really about it as far as quarterbacks who are available in free agency right now. Everyone else is pretty much on a team. I mean, you could go. I mean, I know this guy just signed with ESPN, but uh, RG3. Uh, no, but that's not going to happen because RG3 and Kirk Cousins are uh, not, not the greatest of uh, friends. So I don't know if Mike Zimmer would want to do that, or maybe he would. Uh, maybe he's just gonna be like, I don't care. Um, we're going to bring him in no matter what. Um, but I yeah, I look to I'll, I'll look to see they'll probably look to see who gets cut. You know, I know Sean Mannion's with the Seahawks, that wouldn't really excite anyone. But he's been with the team before, he's familiar. They liked him on the roster, regardless of how well he plays on the field. They liked him in the locker room or whatever. Um, but you know what? Keep an eye on on Teddy. Keep an eye on him. If if he doesn't win the job in Denver, they might look to trade him um they can free up i believe around like four million in cap space if they trade him the broncos um and we know how much mike zimmer likes like teddy bridgewater i know i know vikings fans are there's something they love him but they know that he's not maybe like starting caliber but if they brought him in to be a backup i think that'd be you know a really good addition are you would you be open to something like that like even just giving up assets to trade for someone like teddy bridgewater
1: If we had to, absolutely. Because Teddy, you know, people like to put these expectations on players. And for Teddy Bridgewater, the expectations are too high. And it's simply because he is a game-managing quarterback. He is good at what he does. He's accurate. He's smart with the ball. But does he take risks? Not really. Does he have some issues, you know, with turnovers? Sometimes. Absolutely. So you got to understand that he's there to let Dalvin cook if you will, and, you know, get the ball to your playmakers and let them do the playmaking. Mm-hmm. You can't let him be the one who's, you know, taking these shots, 50 yards downfield and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. So, cause you just won't do that. It's never been his play style.
2: Let's, let's just think hypothetical. Would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater as the backup or case Keenum?
1: Absolutely. Case Keenum. He's oh, really? been sitting there a hundred percent. Case Keenum. <laughs> What he did was lightning in a bottle, and, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure every Vikings fan appreciates that. But he's also in Cleveland right now mm-hmm. with Stefanski working yep. on a system very similar to the mm-hmm. way the Vikings run theirs. Mm-hmm. So I have very few doubts that if Case Keenum came over, we would still see success.
2: But do you um, maybe with Keenum? Do you worry about if Kirk Cousins maybe has a bad game or two? Then you know start to people the vikings start to feel the heat maybe from fans or, or even people in the locker room being like hey we got we got case keenan we've done it before with him why not let's let's do it again is that something maybe you would why why you think maybe the vikings wouldn't go after someone like that
1: i don't think so you know the vikings fans as much as we love them they they like to you know overreact at times what? for sure but Sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, this is where a professional sports organization comes into play and remembers who they are and says, mm-hmm. listen, we know that the fans want this. However, we're paying Kirk Cousins 35 million dollars mm-hmm. a year. He's our guy, whether you l- like it or not. That- that's the way it's going to be. And if he isn't the guy, then, you know, that's for them to take care of as well. But right. if you're going to be paying a guy that much money to lead you to what you're hoping is a championship, you need to let him play 100%. Ride it out. Live with your mistakes.
2: Yeah. Um, the Vikings offense hasn't scored an offensive touchdown um, this preseason. I guess, yeah, obviously the offense haven't, hasn't scored an offensive touchdown. They haven't scored a touchdown this preseason. Um, is this something that maybe concerns you, or is it a non-issue because there has been no Dalvin Cooker or, or Justin Jefferson on the field?
1: I would definitely lean towards the first one, Um, you know. That just sorry, let me rephrase that. Not having Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook on the field is like tying one arm behind your back, and then also like making you hop on one leg. (laughs) The the two best features you have on your offense are no longer there, and the rest of the talent doesn't. It it can't possibly elevate to the to the level it can be. And when you have someone who is considered among the top three running backs at the position and a wide receiver who many people think is just absolutely electric, could be a top 10 receiver this year, if not a top five for some mm-hmm. people's minds, then you you take into account how much you've just really taken out of that offense and how much wind is not going into the sails there. So, yeah, I mean... Uh, the concern is that the twos aren't able to operate quite as well, but that's not quite what they're there for right now is to win touchdowns, like win games and score all these touchdowns. They're there to replace if something goes wrong. So I'm not concerned at the moment, but of course you would love to see more from this squad.
2: Yeah. And, and like you said, uh, Clint Kubiak, he's a first year, uh, play caller. He's still trying to figure things out. I'm just really, you know, and and Kirk Cousins, he feeds off like a lot of being able to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook and having him in there as a threat to, you know, use play action and, and benefit from that. So I'm not worried about that. I'm really not worried about the Vikings' offense at all. I'm not even worried about their defense because they haven't played a lot of guys on on defense either. Patrick Peterson's been out. Uh, Harrison Smith has been out. Anthony Barr. That's a different story. Um. Daniel Hunter hasn't been playing, so like the team that we've been seeing this preseason is probably nowhere close to the team that people actually even saw during training camp. Um, so I'm not I'm not concerned at all. The Vikings could lose next week in, in the preseason, and I'd still think that they're capable of, of winning the NFC North uh, this season. So looking at yesterday's game against the Colts, and we've talked about how it was boring and Nothing. Nothing really exciting happened. But were there any Vikings players that maybe pleasantly surprised you during the game against the Colts?
1: This is going to be a popular answer, but obviously, seeing what Bashaw Braylon did out there was just absolutely fantastic. Breaking up passes, making tackles at the line—you know that's what you want to see from a guy who's right now slated to be our top corner this year, and. Those are the playmaking that you want to see. That's the that's the run-stopping support that Xavier Rhodes brought to the team. That's the uh, pass breakups that, I mean, I don't want to reference him as well, but still, it's like <laughs> he's bringing onto the field what we wanted him to bring onto the field. And I don't know what people's expectations were from him coming out of Kansas City, but he's so far in the preseason shown us that he can be trusted and he's going to be a big help for us this season.
2: Yeah, I think um, he's going to be a big addition. I think he's going to be... A lot more helpful than people might have realized when they when they got him. Um, I think he will start with Patrick Peterson and Mackenzie Alexander. Uh, watching the, I don't know if it's a regression of Cameron Dantzler or just whatever's going on. Just guys are just better than him right now. It's it's kind of interesting, something that, something to pay attention to because you know Chris Boyd. It looks like Chris Boyd has surpassed him on the depth chart, and I don't know if many people saw that because I feel like. I still feel like people think Cameron Danceler probably has a, a higher upside than someone like Chris Boyd, but but Boyd's been with the team for I want to say this is his third year, so he's had some time in the system to, to figure things out, and um, it looks like he's improved as well, which is good for the Vikings um, to have maybe someone who is your fifth corner like Cameron Danceler. To have they've got a lot of depth. It looks like on with with their corners, which is something they could not say last year. Um, if someone got hurt, they, they they were in a lot of trouble. So it's nice to just maybe have that. Um, I think to me, I really enjoyed the play of Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce in the middle yesterday. They were on the field for a couple of series, and you could just tell right away, like the Vikings run defense is going to be a lot better than it was a season ago. Like these guys are going to clog up holes literally and figuratively. um, They're just some big dudes that are able to get into the backfield. And just Eric Hendricks, his job is going to be a lot easier uh, this year to make plays and make tackles. So I I was really impressed with them. I liked Amir Smith-Marset as a returner. He had a really good kick return, I think one for 41 yards, and then he had a good punt return for like 17 yards. So I like that with him. He looks like he could be a lot better option than – Chad Beebe or KJ Osborne which doesn't seem like it would take a lot but still it's nice to finally maybe have someone who can take that role that role for the Vikings so um, on the flip side were there any Vikings players that maybe disappointed you with their performances on Saturday maybe some guys you were hoping that would, would do a little better than they probably did <laughs> I stumped you
1: a little bit yeah um, Maybe
2: Kellen Mond, because I, I think leading up to the game, Mike Zimmer was kind of raving about him having a great week of practice and everything. And he kind of came out flat, I feel like.
1: Yeah, you know, not seeing improvement from Kellen Mond has been pretty tough. I'm not going to lie. It's you you want like he has a skill set that helps a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL stay on rosters, mm-hmm. stay on the depth chart and, you know, produce in games. That sometimes, you know, put that magic together where it's like, oh, you forgot about his ability to run, and then he just scrambles for a good 15-yard gain. And I I, want to see him with a little more confidence and not look so stiff out there. Like, when he throws the ball, it just—it doesn't look like he's delivering the ball with confidence. He's just throwing it and hoping that the receiver is going to make that play, and it's just not there, unfortunately.
2: He definitely... Like some guy, some rookies come in. You're like, oh wow, they're like, they can they can play right away. And then there's some guys they come in. You're like, oh yeah, he's a rookie. Like everything is probably going like a million miles an hour for him out on the field. He's trying to process so many different things at once while also you know trying to keep his mechanics and and things like that. So and he what he missed ten days because of COVID. So for a rookie, especially in training camp, that's huge. That's he's that's that's a lot of time to miss for someone like that, so I think we should take that into account as well, but yeah, I think I don't know it's tough too, because it's not like these backups have had, they're not throwing an Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, which is what they would be doing if they were in a game for the Vikings, so maybe things would go different for them as far as if they had to fill in for Kirk Cousins but as far as yeah, Kellen, Kellen Mond yeah, he's. you could say he's been been disappointing, but at the same time, he's a rookie so we have to remember that i um, looking ahead to the Vikings final preseason game. I believe they're playing the chiefs. I think that's next Friday. Should any of the Vikings starters play in their final preseason game?
1: I believe they should, because, you know, we're not going to see a whole lot of action here because as you had mentioned, it's the third and final game of the preseason because they've cut it down. There is a 17 season week ahead, which is going to be a very tough sledding, but, I'm not saying you need to go out there and run it full speed. You don't need to run full speed in the preseason. Just, you know, get out there, kind of read, like, what you're doing. Like, if you're going one-on-one against a corner, just read how they're, like, approaching their coverages and just look at the way the defenses are setting up. Kind of get your brain and get your everything else ready so that when you do go full speed, you're looking at these holes on the defense and you're looking at the way they've been reacting and adjusting to what you guys are calling out there. I would like to see them sharpen up their minds and, you know, get that on the field view instead of watching from the sidelines and participating in practices against, you know, a squad of twos that just unfortunately has not risen to the occasion with these other teams in the preseason.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth because I'm curious to see if teams treat this third preseason game like they typically treat the final preseason game, which is basically just have like all the backups play um, or like on the, on the bubble. Or they treat it more like the how the first preseason game used to be, where you, you get your starters in for like a series or two, and then they're off. And they're and they're done. Um because now they have like an extra week of rest or whatever in between this preseason game and the first regular season game. So I'm just curious to see how how they approach this. And and my my hunch is that the Vikings will not play guys like Dalvin Cook or Kirk Cousins, definitely not I'm Thielen after he had a scare or whatever this week. No Justin Jefferson, no Daniel Hunter. I'm trying to think who might maybe Mackenzie Alexander would be on the field, someone like that. Maybe uh, a Cameron Dansler, just just guys that maybe need the reps, but not that if they get hurt, it's not going to ruin your season. So I think that might be their approach. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I won't be surprised if if Mike Simmer doesn't play any starters based on what, just what they did in the first game, where he's like, no, they don't need to play. All right. Mm-hmm. Last thing before we get out of here, Everson Griffin. Remember him? Um, he worked out for the Vikings on Friday. They did not sign him after the workout. Sounds like they're still trying to figure things out. But should they sign him before the season?
1: I feel like it would ease the minds of a lot of Vikings fans and it would help fill a hole on the roster that, you know, DJ Wanham's there, but would you rather see Everson Griffin blind up out there again, bring the band back together, or would <laughs> you rather see DJ Wanham try to fill in there? And while I like DJ Wanham and I'm hoping for a lot from him this year, mm-hmm. he, it would be nice to have that peace of mind policy there. And while, you know, he's been very outspoken about Kirk cousins and uh, that entire situation there, (laughs) you know, that's fine. That's fine. you were talking, they were, they were were talking on the broadcast about what's the locker room. Like they were talking about Adam Thielen on the sideline and they're saying, you know, while we have these opinions and we have varying ideas and thoughts and while they sometimes may be uncomfortable, we still hash it out in that locker room. We talk about that stuff and we work together through that stuff. So, you know, I don't have many doubts in my mind that Everson Griffin and, and, you know, Kirk Cousins would walk in there and maybe have their thoughts. But do I think that what Griffin and Cousins have between them would affect game days? Not really, no. Because he's going to be focusing on his defensive duties. Kirk's going to be focusing on his offensive duties. They'll probably have their thoughts and whatever reactions to plays on the field. But I would... Really like to see Everson Griffin join in and help out this team.
2: Yeah, I think they would both handle it in a pretty professional way. They they're both they both been like that in their careers when they're on the field. Um, especially Kirk, he's he's not one who's looking to like you know stoke a fire or anything or keep any drama going. He's usually he likes likes that's why he's had these press conferences or whatever when you know he was out with uh, for COVID protocol or even. Was the last year when he had those the, the if I die, I die comments? I think like the very next day he had a impromptu like press conference to be like, hey, you know, like this is not what I meant by that. Like kind of clear the air and just get it, get it over with, get it out of the way and put it in the past. And I think that's how he would approach it. You know, maybe if Everson Griffin is signed, I'm sure he would get asked or Kirk Cousins would get asked about, you know, the, the past comments. And then they would both be like, it's in the past. You know, I'm not really going to worry about that and focus on the future i feel like they would just keep it real boring and not what you know everyone wants them to say be like oh he's stupid uh, he should be off the team or whatever yeah they're not going to say that um so but i i don't know I, I i felt like if they brought him in on friday they were going to sign him i was really surprised that he was not signed by the end of the day and i wonder if it's a money thing or or he doesn't want to come back if he's not going to be a starter like i'm i'm curious and then i'm maybe maybe the vikings want to see one more game out of steven weatherly and and dj Wanham. but if you were already thinking about bringing everson griffin back then you know i don't know i don't interesting to see um what they do this week i feel like he's going to come back if not this week maybe after they make final cuts and they try and figure out you know how how they want their roster to be um because he already knows the defense. It's not like he needs to be in training camp or practice or whatever. He knows he knows what's going on. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Everson Griffin. Um, all right, Elliot, that's all I got for you today. Where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Yeah, so my uh, user is at Elliot Knopp, A-L-L-I-O-T-T-K-N-O-P-P. Got a lot of duplicates in the name there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, two L's, two T's, and two P's.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like duplicate accounts. I'm like, Doesn't, there's a lot of Elliot. No no no, 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 no,
1: no. It's just a difficult name to spell. It's either always with like one L or one T or one P. And I'm like, no, 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 it's yeah. fine.
2: Yeah, so go check him out and uh, check out his stuff on the Viking Age. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.